Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, June 15th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Many education officials are coming up with creative ways to ease students, teachers, and staff back into their buildings following roughly a year of mostly online learning caused by the pandemic. For some, it includes the return of therapy dogs. It's a mental health issue or a mental health crutch for them, but I felt that more adults were coming in to see the dogs, especially at the end of the year. We'll explore how dogs are helping educators and students cope as they return to a more normal education setting in just a few minutes. Members of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force say the coronavirus is still a threat and likely will continue to circulate. That caution came yesterday during the group's final video briefing after more than a year of news conferences. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the organization is warning the pandemic is not over. The group of hospital leaders will continue to analyze coronavirus trends and release data, but they say hospitals are now able to manage the coronavirus caseload. At the height of the pandemic in late fall, the region's hospitals were admitting more than 100 patients with the virus every day. Now the four largest hospital systems are admitting fewer than 20 people a day with the virus. Clay Dunnigan is the chief officer of BJC Healthcare. He says people will likely continue to get sick with the coronavirus for years, particularly during colder months. There is very good reason to think that that That's the pattern we'll find ourselves in, that COVID-19, with all its various manifestations, will flourish again in the fall. Dunnigan says the best way to protect the community from future spikes is to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Governor Mike Parson will sign a bill this morning to place restrictions on counties issuing public health orders. House Bill 271 would also ban proof of vaccinations. The measure says a county could only issue a public health order during a state of emergency. It also stipulates that order could be extended by the vote of local elected officials. The legislation follows criticism of some local officials in Missouri for restrictions put in place to stem the spread of COVID-19. Illinois Senate President Don Harmon says lawmakers are close to a compromise on a massive energy proposal. Senators are due back in Springfield today for a special session. Tony Arnold reports. At issue is phasing out coal in Illinois. Environmental groups and Governor J.B. Pritzker support phasing it out by 2035, but Senate President Harmon wants to exempt a downstate coal fire plant and give it a chance to adopt technology to reduce its carbon footprint, technology that Harmon admits does not currently exist. 2035 is a long time away in uh, technological terms. It's a short time away in climate change terms, and and that's the tension we're trying to navigate. Pritzker's office says he cannot support an energy package without effective decarbonization provisions. I'm Tony Arnold. Closing arguments are expected to begin today in the federal trial of two former St. Louis police officers charged with assaulting a colleague. Five on Your Side reports prosecutors arrested their case yesterday. Christopher Myers and Dustin Boone are accused of beating Detective Luther Hall during protests in 2017. It's the second time this year the former officers have gone to trial for the assault. A jury was unable to reach a unanimous decision in March in the case against Myers and Boone and acquitted a third officer.
Many schools are looking to expand mental health services to help students and teachers deal with the trauma of 2020. Peter Medlin has more on an option that's popular with just about everyone. Boomer wanders the halls at Immaculate Conception School in Morris, wearing a red vest that reads Therapy Dog in Training. He's a great Pyrenees, so even at just a year old, he's already clocking in at over 100 pounds and sits nose to nose with kindergartners. Boomer's owner, school principal Stacy Swanson, says during the pandemic, they needed other ways to help students starting to return in person. And so I started looking at possibly, because we can't afford a therapist for school or a counselor or any of that type of thing here in a Catholic school. Doctors have found all sorts of new ways to utilize support animals as of late in physical and speech therapy and even in substance abuse programs. Swanson says Immaculate Conception uses Boomer in both ways therapy dogs are typically used in schools, stress relief and reading support. Boomer even got a picture on the staff page of the yearbook. Often high schools and colleges bring in dogs around final exams to let stressed out students pet their worries away. And with younger kids, the animals can give struggling students a comfortable way to practice reading with their furry friends as the audience. Trudy Delorier knows a thing or two about reading support. She's taught reading intervention to elementary school students for years, along with her golden retrievers, Martha and Thelma Lou. COVID-19 kept the dogs at home for most of the year. Delorier tried bringing them into the school once or twice in the fall, but she said even the kids were hesitant because of safety protocols. The Goldens made their grand return this spring. The kids needed it. You know, our kids didn't, didn't get to have soccer and, you know, all the special events that you have in your classroom. Delorier says the kids weren't the only ones glad to have the dogs back. The overwhelmed teachers and staff needed it too. So it was unspoken that it's a mental health issue or a mental health crutch for them. But I felt that more adults were coming in to see the dogs, especially at the end of the year. The school expects by fall they'll be able to hold events again where they can bring in over a dozen therapy dogs, including Martha and Thelma Lou, for the kids to read to once a month. During the pandemic, digital therapy dogs also took off. Not animated images of dogs, but students reading to real therapy dogs over Zoom. Carol Euster is the head of Canine Reading Buddies in Northern Illinois. She says even she wasn't sure if it would work. If the kids can't touch or even be in the same room as the dog, can they get the same feeling? The kids love it. The parents love it. Keeps the kids motivated to want to read. Easter says the virtual program expanded to up to 100 sessions a month by this spring. When a child signs up, the team sends an email on behalf of the dog telling the child they're excited to hear them read, and there's a picture. And then when the session is over, the team sends an email from the dog. She says the digital dogs aren't going anywhere either, even though they've been able to hold a few in-person events since. Some of the kids that were our virtual readers actually came to read to the dog they've been reading to on Zoom, and that brought tears to the parents' eyes. They're looking forward to getting back to the 20-plus suburban schools the reading buddies work with. She's not sure if there's going to be an increased demand for therapy dogs this fall, but she thinks elevating the conversation around mental health in schools does open the door for more ways to utilize dogs. And maybe we'll see even more after the pandemic where teachers go for training to be a handler for a service dog. And that service dog is on site, you know, in the counselor area when kids you know, need support or they need to diffuse a situation that can be providing a calming moment for a child. Not every dog is meant to be a therapy dog, but Euster says a dog with the right temperament can help create a positive school atmosphere for students of any age and their teachers. I'm Peter Medlin.
Peter is a reporter at Northern Public Radio in DeKalb, Illinois. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music, as always, by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.